Hi, I'm George Washington, the first president of the United States of America. So I think you should listen to what I have to say. The show you're about to see is called A Soul of Detroit. And it's the funniest thing since sliced bread, which I invented. You don't believe me? Oh, you think I'm too old because I discovered America and junk? Listen up, buddy. I've been around. So I know what I'm talking about. The three dudes in the show you're about to watch are committed to entertainment. Just like I was committed to freeing the slaves and making pipes and stuff. You think I'm lying? I can't. That's my thing, no lies. Check the $1 bill, short stack. I was f***ing president. So keep your looking balls locked on the picture radio and prepare to get your nuts smashed. Since the beginning of time, mankind has searched for sanctuary from poverty, sickness, and war. Just recently, three young men found it. Welcome to Soul of Detroit. You asked in a rock and the truck gone. What are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You have to be qualified, MLB. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now? Hey, kids. It's your old pal, ML Eric, and I want to start off with a program note about this week's introduction. Normally, we try and pick something that we think is funny, that lends itself to the character of the show. This is the first time we've picked it because the person in the video that inspired us looks a lot like the guy who produced the introduction. I, I don't know if that's a compliment or not. It's a separated at birth, Jack My, Black and really? Mark Fellhauer. Really? You're like his, his svelte younger brother. Okay, I'll take it. Unfortunately, much nice of the guy. comedy comes with his extra weight. He's but, a funny guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah, so you're skinnier and less funny. I'll take it. Okay. Well, there you go. So good. We're starting off on a positive. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, of course, Sean Windsor is here who looks nothing like Jack Black and is not funny at all. So I guess we got nothing out of that. There's no reason for me to be here. No, no. It's, <laughs> it's good for you to be here because uh, it referred to three guys in the intro. So, oh, what, wait a minute. What We've about got, Matt? You got Matt. We have Darren, too. Yeah, wow, nice Darren, intro you, have, uh, yeah, you have Joey. I don't, I don't know about Matt. Jo- Joe's probably upstairs watching something. Joe's, I, I don't like people to think about Joe because he's more of a man than anybody on this crew. But we do have a, a third man who we should have brought in. We could have sacrificed somebody. That's our our good friend and City Hall insider, uh, Mr. Detroit Know-It-All, Darren Nichols, joins us after a hiatus. Darren, it's great to have you back on the show. Great to be back, you know. And so Darren and I were talking a little bit about City Council politics and City Hall politics and like, oh, Brenda Jones, a City Council president, decided at the very last minute not to run for re-election, like what's going on there? We're kind of speculating. And I said, you know what, let's let's talk about that on the show this week. But Detroit politics being what they are within the last 24 hours, now there are people who want to be on the ballot to get into Detroit uh, City Hall who might get knocked off the ballot. So in less than 96 hours, the whole conversation has changed. So Darren is going to walk us through some of uh, the playing field, how it may shake out, what that means, the return of Coleman Young. And maybe not just the return of Coleman Young to City Hall. Of course, it would be Coleman Young Jr. But uh, in a very prominent and powerful The former Joel Loving. uh, Joel Loving II, yes. Joel Loving II, Uh, yes. Rechristened Coleman A. Young Jr. And and so we're going to jump into that conversation. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about uh, about Roy O'Brien Ford. So while things are going crazy in Detroit City Hall and in politics in general, things for 75 years have always been steady at Roy O'Brien Ford. You can get on the right track to Nine Mile and Mac in St. Clair Shores to look for a new ride, 
get your car serviced. That means repairs, or maybe even just get a top-notch oil change to make sure that engine's always clicking just quite right. Uh, Royal O'Brien Ford is the place to go. It's been there for, well, longer than me, not quite longer than my mom. <laughs> and she bought a, uh, she, so, oh, damn, did I just out her being 75? She's going to be mad at me. No, now. no, you did that means, okay, that means another beating. Well, that's the way it goes, but it's worth it for Royal Brian Ford because uh, my mom <laughs> bought a red Ford Focus wagon there and is still a satisfied customer over 110,000 miles later. Uh, there's cup holders in a vehicle like that. Uh, she uses them to hold wooden spoons, which she uses to mete out justice as she sees fit. Does she have a car seat in the back for you? <laughs> Uh, there was a car seat in the back or a booster seat. <laughs> no, no. Back when she was driving us around, she used this thing called an iron maiden, I guess they're for safety, but there's all these spikes on the inside. That was kind of weird. Like a bear trap. I guess so. Yeah. It was, uh, she said it's just cause she wanted to make sure that we were secure. Okay. And she said, don't, don't worry about, uh, about the incisions, but, uh, but that's, you know, that's, that's her deal. Roar Brian Ford always treats you right. They treat you with care, with graciousness with hospitality. And if you go to royobrien.com, that's R-O-Y-O-B-R-I-N.com, R-O-Y-O-B-R-O. Okay, I was going to do it a second time, so I'd do it better. R-O-Y-O-B-R-I-E-N. Darren, you see nothing's changed since the last time we saw you. Uh, Jesse will help you. He's your virtual assistant, um, and uh, we need all the help we can get. They will help you figure out what car you want, whether you want to lease it, buy it, uh, finance it maybe pay cash, find out what your trade-in is worth, apply for financing, and even when you've got that deal done, schedule delivery of your new ride. So go to royalbryan.com. I won't even try and spell it again, but go to 888-566-5851. If you're more comfortable calling, that's 1-888-566-5851. Or if you want to find the link to their website, go to our website, which is mlsoulofdetroit.com, and we will connect you with Royal Brian, and they will get you on the road in style. I want to get in that thing and just drive it right away. Do you mind? Well, I think the price limit on my uh, on my Mother's Day gift just went up considerably. You think so? By the way, what was that noise? Uh, if any of our listeners can hear that, was that a dog fight uh, outside? It, it was Lylinger's dog barking, uh, but I think the lawn service was coming too, so I had to close all the doors. Okay. Ly- Lila fights. So what happens when you're you in like the to keep the doors open when you're in a basement? That's what happens. You, you know, like the door open, the so to speak, class. the back door especially. Ooh, I thought we were going to keep it sophisticated this week, but uh, it's always these oh, guys. Oh, you can take shots at me, but Sean can't. <laughs> no, I said you were funny. Uh, uh, all right. Just okay. not very, but, uh, but yeah, I, no, I said I svelte. I know how it works. That's, that's, I've been talking about his calves for a year and a half, so I don't. Yes, I, you have. I mean, that should give me a little bit of leeway, a little runway. Embarrassingly so flattered. Boy, uh, D- Darren, uh, once again, save us from ourselves here. What, what, what do you make of this? Uh, just to just to set the issue up, Mayor Mike Duggan, who got knocked off the ballot in 2013 and had to run as a write-in and successfully was elected as a write-in, is now being challenged for his ability to stay on the ballot. And Janae Ayers, who is one of our at-large city councilmen, who I think a lot of people uh, had penciled in as a potential city council president, now she's facing a challenge that may keep her off the ballot. Uh, what the hell is going on, right. man? We're used to city council being crazy, but not before people get to city council. Getting people off the ballot has been a recent trend, if you want to call it that, over the last what seven, eight years now. Uh, I mean, I mean, they went after John Conyers for the same thing the last time he ran. 
um, and and that has been uh, the uh, modus operandi, I guess, for Detroit City Council and and other areas uh, in Detroit. And you know, Mike Duggan won, um, and so this this these kinds of challenges have seemed to come up uh, in in most recent years. And this time, it's reaching Janae Ayers, who uh, they predicted, uh, like most of us thought, could potentially be the city council president, but Detroit politics as it is, um, they, they are finding a way to try to get her off the ballot. Um, and so it will make a very interesting dynamic if she not only adds to the four people that have decided not to be on, uh, not to run for Detroit city council, because that means, you know, you're going to have a completely new, uh, Detroit city council with, with five new members as you know, and, and that certainly would change the tone and tenor of what happens, uh, on the 13th floor. Well, Anthony Adams is challenging, um, Mike Duggan right now, trying to keep his name, get his name thrown off because of, um, he, I guess he challenged, um, his paperwork that was filed. Are these legitimate challenges in your eyes or is it just, uh, trying to find any way to discredit whoever, um, they're running against? Is it in the spirit so, of the so law? It, it some some of it has been uh, very legitimate. Um, I, I will wait and see um, in terms of what happens with Mike Duggan. Um, I was I was one of the people who was skeptical uh, when it happened the first time, and and it rang out to be true. Um, but anytime you see Drew Patterson, Andrew Patterson's name on any kind of lawsuit, you have to realize that you know it comes with some uh, political baggage behind it. Um, and we'll wait and see to see if if this uh, turns into something uh, that is uh, significant or not. And I, I think uh, there will be a judgment on it. And I think, you know, ultimately uh, they will run the course with this. I mean, this this is what they did in uh, 2013 is they ran it all the way up the flagpole and, and got uh, a a, uh, a decision by uh, the courts on this on this. So. Uh, it, it it didn't stop with uh, the Wayne County uh, Board of Canvassers that looked at it and all and uh, Janice Winfrey who uh, was supportive of of what happened with her in 2013 and so I would expect uh, that that this would happen again. So th- there was going to be major change in city council regardless. We found out the very last minute and we spoke about this a little bit last week on the show. The Raquel Castaneda Lopez, who I think was considered uh, a pretty strong candidate to win a third term in Southwest Detroit, decided, I'll let people know at the very last minute, she was not going to run again, mainly so she could try and hand the office off to someone who she thinks would be a suitable replacement. Now, whether that person is going to win or not remains to be seen, but so that was a surprise. Everybody was waiting to see whether or not... um, Brenda Jones would run again. There was a lot of feeling that she wouldn't. She's the city council president, a very, very prominent position, uh, has been, uh, for the most part, a, a, a strong working partner with the mayor. So we've had kind of peace on the 13th floor, which is where city council sits. The mayor's down on the 11th floor. And, and that was a last minute decision that I think kept a lot of people who might have run at large from running at large because they thought, I can't win if I'm going to run against Janae Ayers, who's an incumbent, and Brenda Jones, who's an incumbent. I think there were people like Mary Sheffield, who I think would like to be mayor someday, who probably were saying it'd it'd be really smart for me to run at large, but if I can't win that seat, then it's not that smart. 
Um, there were people like me, frankly, who was trying to decide, am I going to run at large? Am I going to run in my district? And for me, you know, I, I'm, I'm my neighborhood guy. So I wanted to represent my neighborhood rather than try and represent the whole city. So I was fine running in my district, but I think there are a lot of people who want to run for council who said, do I do it in my district? Do I do it at large? These last minute decisions kind of limited the field. Andre Spivey, who decided not to run for reelection in my district, uh, was talking about running at large. And I have to believe one of the factors in his decision not to run at large was that everybody thought, or he thought Brenda Jones was going to run at large. So right. some formidable candidates stayed out of that race because they thought they knew who was going to run. Some of those people didn't. And then Janae Ayers is looking at getting knocked off. So now who could walk in there? Well, some of the names you might recognize who are running at large are Coleman Young Jr., um, who last ran citywide for mayor in 2017, did not do particularly well. But sometimes people are more willing to give you a shot if you're going to be one of nine as opposed to the one. Uh, Nicole Small, you may not recognize the name, but she is the vice chairwoman of the Detroit Charter Commission, which has been quite a contentious group, but is trying to bring about major change in the city of Detroit with some charter revisions. She's been elected citywide, so she's got she's got some, you know, she's got some legs. She could really do this, and she probably has an apparatus and an organization that can get her elected. And then Mary Waters is one of the other names you might recognize who uh, last made headlines as the uh, lady friend of Sam Riddle, who was implicated in a extortion bribery scheme out of Southfield that, that sent Sam away for a little while and, and caused uh, Mary to take a plea. She's a former state representative, a super nice woman, but, um, but someone who's appeared on a lot of ballots. So, you know, does that mean people are like, well, here she comes again, or do people say, hey, there's Mary Waters. I think she'd be a good fit for this. Where do you see this all going, Darren? What I see sort of with, with Mary Waters is that Detroiters have a very short memory. And so hmm. I don't really think that they will even uh, remember what she did with Sam Riddle. Um, and Sorry that I brought that up, Mary. Could, <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, potentially would work in her favor. Um, and so um, – you know, that will happen. And, and, and you've mentioned the other two, Coleman Young Jr., who has uh, run several times uh, for office. His name is very familiar. Uh, I think it would help her, him as well as uh, Nicole Small. So I think it makes it more of an intriguing race in terms of, you know, the, the uh, two or three spots that are, are uh, uh, in uh, the at large. And so I, I think it'll be very intriguing to see what, what shakes out there. Um, but, but again, we'll wait and see, uh, what happens with, um, um, the, the, uh, the, the challenge to Janine Ayers, uh, uh, ballots yeah, or, or signatures. The, the, the challenge to Duggan is sort of a technical one. It's that he needed to file a revised campaign finance report and the revisions right. weren't in, so he did file the report, and and the challenge is basically saying when you sign an affidavit of identity, which every candidate in Michigan signs to get on the ballot, you declare that I have filed all my required paperwork, I don't owe any fines, and I don't have any outstanding campaign finance reports that have not been right. turned in. 
Duggan signed that. You signed that under penalty of perjury, uh, a felony offense if you are found to be lying. Now, in my experience, I've busted a lot of public officials who have signed those knowing <laughs> damn well it was, a, it was a fraudulent thing and no one's ever prosecuted them. But in this case, uh, Drew Patterson, who often works with Robert Davis, is going hard at Duggan. And, uh, and Duggan claims, no, we filed the paperwork. This is a technical thing. And the only reason people are doing this is because it's the only way they can beat me. Actually, I should say Anthony Adams is kind of leading the charge against Duggan. But Janae Ayers has a slightly different problem where she filed her affidavit of identity and then a couple weeks later filed some campaign reports that had not been filed. And so I think the legal challenge to her, and in that case, Drew Patterson is the one who's who's uh, making that a lot of those that noise uh, legally. That may be a tougher a tougher case to make. Um, uh, now I. I I think Mayor Duggan's done a pretty good job as mayor. I personally really like Janae as a person, and I think she's been a good council member. As a union guy, I think she's represented our union brothers and sisters very well, and she's from uh, from Unite Here 24, which is the union I belonged to when I was a, a, a beer vendor. Um, let's assume – so I, I hope that they will prevail, but let's assume they don't get uh, on the ballot and don't get on the council. Darren uh, – Coleman Young, who's a very dynamic uh, presence, and Nicole Small, who's been a leader of what I think some people would consider to be a revolutionary uh, movement in City Hall. If they get on the 13th floor, uh, this this sort of uh, uh, tea party that Duggan's been presiding over, I don't mean like the crazy Republican tea party, I mean like the everybody's right. minding their manners and having watercress sandwiches, that's got to be over, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think you go back to the days uh, of the K Everett's and uh, the, the 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 split uh, that was seen in uh, the early 2000s with uh, Sharon McPhail and and things like that. So I think you get a more you'll you'll, you'll have more of a uh, city council that will be um, will hold the mayor more accountable, and there will be more of a split between the two branches of government. Um, I, I don't necessarily think that that's a problem, uh, in terms of, because you need that, uh, uh, a division of powers that, that goes on in the city, um, and holds the mayor accountable. Um, it depends upon the voices that are there and they are, uh, able to, uh, bring substantive change to, to what's going on, but it certainly would be a very, uh, lively group, if I could say that. So why would um, Coleman Young and Mary Waters, why run for that at-large seat as opposed to, um, you know, I mean, I know why ML's running for his district, but why an at-large over a district? That just doesn't make sense to me. Well, you, you have more power. Um, you can be the, the council president if you, if you run at-large. And they believe that uh, their name, especially with Coleman Young Jr., his name is, has he ran for mayor. And so... Um, he has a following throughout the city, and and I believe Nicole Smalls would would sort of believe the same thing that that they have the sort of name recognition uh, to run at large, and 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 that that would be more helpful and more uh, beneficial for their campaigns to be able to run uh, at, uh, at at large. Why is why is President um, Brenda Jones stepping down? Like I, that was kind of, isn't that kind of a surprise when you guys are more tied in than I am. Yeah, I mean, it very, it very much was a surprise. Um, people sort of uh, presumed that she was going to run again. 
Um, and, and like uh, Mike said, uh, you know, there were a lot of people who were making their decisions on whether they were, whether on how they were going to run, uh, it, whether they were going to run in their district or at large based upon what uh, Brenda Jones was going to do. Um, and, you know, in her uh, statement, she said it was just time to leave. Mm. Um, I think that she wants to, as she's, she's shown, she wants to take on Rashida Tlaib again. And so maybe this is the time that she steps away to be able to uh, take on uh, um, uh, Rashida Tlaib again. And so, you know, we'll see what's next with her and uh, we'll, we'll be, I'm sure we'll be following exactly what happens with her. Um, but uh, again, uh, she would have a great chance of, of joining the Wayne County Commission if that's where she wants to go. Um, and, and so there are some other options for her in terms of um, the next steps in her political career, if that's what she chooses. If you're in the world of politics and you're already the president of the city council, wouldn't you rather stay there than try to run for a house rep in Congress? I mean, do you guys have an opinion on that? I mean, you're already there. Is there that? Is it that much more money? Is it that more prestigious to be a house rep? Um, I, I think the money is about the same. I, I think it it comes down to you know I've I've done this for so long, and how much more can I do? Um, and you're talking about with Brenda Jones, she's gone through uh, you know uh, the consent agreement. She's gone through the uh, uh, the emergency manager process. She's gone through. Uh, two terms with with Mayor Duggan, and I think uh, in some sort of way, and I can't really speculate for her, but I, I would say in some sort of ways, you know, it's it's very taxing for her to be able to uh, handle all of this, and she's just uh, a bit spent on what was going on uh, in Detroit City Council. Yeah, and and being council president, you have to deal with eight other people. I mean, frankly, one of the problems that we've seen over the years with Detroit City Council is you have nine people who think they're mayor. And so if you're city council president, you probably think you're mayor too. And then you got to deal with eight other people who think they're mayor. The city council does not work like a typical legislative body. You know, it's not like there's caucuses and, and I mean, everybody's from the same party. Um, everybody has their own notion of what they're doing. And the mayor has most of the power going to Congress. There actually is a significant amount uh, more money. Um, I think it's, I think city council president gets like 90, $95,000. I think a, a congressperson gets 150, $175,000. Now I don't think that Brenda Jones would be driven. An, you think that's an easier job? House well, I, I think it's easier being uh, a congressperson where you're one many. of 435 yeah. people and you're not really responsible for anything. You're responsible for, you know, a smidgen of something happening, but right. But as council president, you know, there's expectations of what you're going to do. You got to manage eight other people who figure they're smart or smarter than you are. Um, people see you every day. They know whether things are happening. When you're in Washington, it's like, I don't know what's going on back there. I was trying to, we can't get the Republicans to help us out. That's why we can't do it. You know, there's all these right. excuses you can use. And there is prestige, you know, getting invited to the state of the city is not the same as getting invited to the state of the union. You know, the president of the United States never calls the president of the Detroit City Council, or if it happens, it happens once every 20 years. But when you're a member of Congress, it may happen on a, on a somewhat regular basis. There's some powerful caucuses. If you were the uh, if you were Brenda Jones going to Washington, you'd probably be a very influential member of the Black Caucus, which is a very powerful cadre in Washington. And Nicholas points out on Facebook Live that you probably have better lifetime benefits, too, as a House rep. 
Uh, yeah. Is it close? Probably. Yes, you do. Yeah, but yeah, but you, you know, there's travel. You're you're the right honorable so and so. People hold doors for you. You get a little lapel pin you can wear. I mean, it's it's big stuff. And in terms of whether she wants it or not, boy, remember how hard Brenda Jones fought to be our congresswoman for like two weeks? <laughs> two weeks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, so does she want it? Hell yeah, she wants it. The question is, right. you know, does she want it enough to devote the next two years of her life to trying to take out an incumbent in Rashida Tlaib? And who knows? We may lose a congressional seat because of uh, because of the census. Yeah. So where do they carve that seat out? Does does Rashida Tlaib now have to fight against Brenda Lawrence? And does Brenda Lawrence and Rashida Tlaib have to fight against Brenda Jones? And maybe more of that district is in Detroit than you know. I mean, it's it's crazy. But but I think the thing that that probably is of most interest to people outside of Detroit as well as Detroiters is if city council becomes kind of a cauldron again, if we get back to those days when uh, people used to refer to it as council or, you know, just some of the most compelling television being produced locally, um, you know, that, that, that has a, uh, that has a chance of, at least in, in the, uh, in the eyes of the mayor and some other people disrupting the progress, you know, they feel that when council is a sideshow, that people don't want to invest in Detroit. They don't want to do in business in Detroit. They don't want to move to Detroit. They don't want to loan money to Detroiters that the way council conduct itself has ripple effects. And I'm, I'm just wondering, Darren, you and I have sat through some crazy shows. We've seen, uh, we've seen Kay Everett threaten Sharon McPhail. We've seen uh, Monica Conyers make fun of, uh, of Ken Cockrell. Ken Cockrell. Yeah. We've seen, we've seen members of council uh, indicted, We've seen members of council, um, you know, uh, wear tiaras uh, to their birthday. I mean, it's been it's been Sing quite old Christian soldiers. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, we've seen it all. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, you know. Be, be, before we we let you go, where, what do you think the odds are that uh, that this next council, again, assuming Janae Ayers does not get in there, and maybe even right. if she does, because maybe she gets in there and Coleman Correct. Young gets in there. Coleman right. Young is not going to take a second chair to anybody, no matter right. what his position is. Uh, is council about to become the most compelling hour or two of TV in Detroit television? I, I think that, that there's a this real good possibility that that could be true. Um, and uh, they have a, a bully bullpit where they can say what they want about particular issues. Um, and, and we'll see, you know, I think the days of, you know, the council being the, the partners of, of Mayor Duggan, as he always tries to point out uh, at every public meeting that he's in, that, I mean, that certainly would be gone. And so you've got a, a, a group of people who uh, will, will definitely challenge the mayor on everything that he brings to the table. Uh, and I think that they, they will, you know, try to bring some more legislation that will be more representative of the people. Um, and it, it certainly would be uh, a group that will be more challenging of, uh, of Mayor Duggan and, and as well as the uh, antics that Detroiters had been used to for uh, at least two, two and a half decades. And so uh, it certainly will be a, a, a very interesting group. Uh, uh, and and you'll get uh, a, a whole different dynamic that uh, we haven't had in 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 the last twelve years or so. Well, I, I was surprised to see in your district, ML, uh, one of the names pop up was Virgil Smith, 
Um, and Virgil's been covered. He's gotten a lot of trouble. I think most people will remember he shot up the car with a gun after discovering, a. uh, he was discovered with another woman, right? By his girlfriend. It's a weird story. And he's had some other issues. Were you surprised to see him that you're running against him in that district or you're running for the same seat in that district? Well, on behalf of judge Smith, let me point out that that is judge Smith. His son got into all that trouble. Oh, it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. And, so that was and, junior. Uh, no, actually, people think of him as senior and junior. Uh, the judge so confusing. Is, is Virgil C. Smith, who actually was elected from the other side of town for decades to, <laughs> so now uh, he's on to the, the state legislature. Side. He's been a judge for the last 10, 20 years. He now lives right. in my district. His son, Virgil Kai Smith, was the state rep who got into trouble for all kinds of things and then got into all kinds of trouble. And he ran for city council too, though, too, didn't he? He did run for city council from the West side against George Cushingberry. So that was quite an interesting (laughs) uh, uh, ticket. Uh, Did not make it, but, uh, but there are people wondering if he's running uh, through his father for election to, to district four, who knows, you know, we don't know. I mean, uh, the judge has said he wants to serve the people now that he's uh, hit retirement age for a judge. And I think we should take him at his word. Do you think that helps him or hurts him? Because I saw the name and and applied it to his son, but then again, it's name recognition. Well, I think being named Virgil Smith has never hurt you running for office in Detroit because the judge had a pretty distinguished career in the legislature. And I think uh, has done a pretty good job as a, as a jurist, um, and uh, Darren says Detroiters have short memories. I guess we'll see. But, of course, there's also the confusion of at one time people thought the son was the father, and now if people are thinking the father is the son, yeah, right. you know, I mean, uh, you know, we'll see. And, and you know, we're sitting here talking about city council and, you know, will Janae Ayers stay on the ballot? Will Janae Ayers stay off the ballot? But Let's talk for just a minute about Mayor Duggan. Um, assuming Mayor Duggan survives this, um, you know, if he if he doesn't survive it, uh, I guess we're looking at another write-in campaign. I don't know, but if he does survive this, Darren, I'm wondering, do you think that this hurts Anthony Adams? Because I've been in situations before where somebody had some dirt on somebody, gave it to somebody else. They blew somebody up, and it blew both of them up. And right. the guy who basically said, "Hey, why don't you go tell everybody this?" This Yang walked away feeling pretty happy, whereas the the whistleblower and the person who got the whistle blown on him both ended up, you know, blown apart. Right. I I, I think in in this instance, uh, a you're going to expect a writing campaign from from Mike Duggan, uh, and uh, at, will it affect uh, Anthony Adams? I think. The constituency that uh, would vote for, for Anthony Adams will stay there. Um, I, I, I think uh, wh- whoever, uh, I, I don't think that they will even try to draw the connection between the two um, because Anthony Adams is going to appeal to uh, this, the, this, what we call the center of Detroit, the average Detroiter. Um, and I, I think that he's not going to be, uh, as, as much as he would love to have, those people in Rosedale Park and Palmer Woods, Palmer, uh, uh, the Palmer Park area. Um, I, I, I think uh, as much as he wants to get them uh, on his side, they are they are more conservative and would vote for uh, Mike Duggan. And so uh, I, I don't I think the the core group of people, the same group of people who voted for Comey Young Jr. the last time around are the same people who will be voting for 
uh, Anthony, potentially voting for Anthony Adams. So I don't, I don't, I don't think it really makes that much of a difference. Okay. So it's, it's not a wily e. coyote move where you, uh, huh. you have the bomb from acne and end up with your face blown off. Yeah. Not, not this time. I, I okay. think in, in, uh, in other instances you, you may, that may have happened, but I, I think this time around it, you have two distinct candidates uh, that that are going after of uh, voters in in different areas. So. Okay. Well, Darren, thanks for joining us this morning. Darren Nichols, our city hall insider, the guy who knows. Well, if he told us everything he knew, he might not live through the night. Yeah, dig up some uh, dirt on ML. Well, hey, Darren, it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you give enough dirt on this podcast. The only, the only dirt that I have is you know. Oh, hey, he hey, has, we're breaking up. He has that. I'm breaking up. <laughs> yeah, there goes the connection. <laughs> the beer party every year. You know, I mean, you know, that's about as about as dirty and grimy as it gets the, the bad beer party every year. And so, you know, if that's all I got on them, you know, we'll be fine. Well, the good news is, Darren, you can bring the beer this time, right? <laughs> all guests appearing on ML Solo Detroit receive a 12-pack of Altus Lager. Oh, he loves uh, beer. Oh. Darren, you're a pro. You set us up like a champ for that, man. Thanks hey, very much. That's what, I, that's what I do. And keep a lookout for Darren on social media. We're going to have his handles on our yep. website, and you can uh, you can look for his work in the Detroit Free Press. So, Darren, keep up the great work, and we'll be talking some more about this crazy, crazy season. Yeah, thanks, man. You know, I appreciate that as usual. Good seeing you. Take yeah. care, Darren. And I, yeah. I do I do have to make one correction. Uh, Altus is not a bad beer. It's a, it's a good, great beer. It's a yeah. delicious beer. In fact, it's it's so good. That's why that, Darren uh, needs to bring it. That, that's right. That I I uh, I serve it proudly to people who I know I'm going to see again. So that says something right there. It is the Detroit original that is back. It's a tradition in Detroit that has been restored, locally brewed and owned. It is, uh, well, you know, it's, it's available uh, at bars now, which is good because the bars are open again. Uh, it's available at your corner store, at your grocery store, and pretty soon at some, well, okay, uh, we'll talk about that when it's time. But if you're trying to figure out where you can find it, go to altus.beer, that's A-L-T-E-S dot B-E, two E's, R. Dot what did you figure out how to spell beer? beer? Well, I'm staring at this. You know, we're on Facebook Live, and I'm staring at this. You worked in television. No, don't, I know, but I'm st- don't be so but, obsessed with the program monitor. No, no, but I'm staring at this glass of beer, and it just looks so good. All I'm thinking I think is, you were distracted. I'm just thinking, when are we done here? <laughs> because uh, I'm on to get me a cold Altus. Anyways, Altus dot beer. Some people say Altus. Some people say Altus. I just say get some. Beautiful. Am I a bad person? Because as you're talking about city council and some of the characters that have been in there, I kind of miss those days because I probably paid attention more to Detroit city council when all that stuff was going on. Does that make me a bad person? Uh, no, I mean, I or think wanting the circus back. I think you're, you're probably no worse than the Sean? people who miss Donald Trump because we don't have. Oh no, that was too much noise. Tweets every day. That was too much noise. But, uh, you know, there have been different incarnations on city council. Kay Everett, who could be an extremely disruptive force, but also very charming. Um, When the votes came down, she tended to vote with the administration. She was very much an establishment vote. But boy, oh boy, did she put up quite a fuss before she handed that vote over to the mayor. When you got to uh, Sharon McPhail, that wasn't always the case. When you got to Monica Conyers, who knew what the hell she was going to do, <laughs> yeah. ex- except possibly Sam Riddle. And uh, and uh, uh, I don't know if I've told you guys this before, but um, on the day Monica Conyers 
took her plea on her public corruption charge, Sam Riddle and I were meeting for breakfast at the uh, former Detroit House of Breakfast, which is a great spot on Woodward. And we were talking about just, you know, kind of catching up reporter and source. And he mentioned that uh, he needed to get to Saginaw. And we were talking and I said, oh, yeah. And he said, well, I, I, you know, he was telling me about something. He said, well, I said, well, I'd like to know more about that. And he said, well, I've got some paperwork related to that. And I said, oh, man, I, you know, the sooner I could get that, the better. And, um, and he said, well, it's in Saginaw and I can't get to Saginaw. I said, well, um, get in the car. Uh, I could. Drive, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Could drive it to Saginaw. Why couldn't Sam Riddle get to Saginaw? So um, he didn't ever have a car. He was really, yeah. Sam Sam kind of lived uh, an itinerant life. Yeah, he lived out of his knapsack. He was uh, speaking of which, I, Detroit's it, guest. There was a place true? I could put the pillow. I was asleep for the last. Oh. Time. <laughs> wow. Um, oh yeah, no, no uh, that wasn't Darren. That was you. By the way, you. Uh, here's <laughs> hey, hey, Darren. Here we, uh, we're, Here we we're go. Get, we got an update on Ann Arbor City politics. Like, uh, we're all rich and high. Next. Here's a sincere question. You <laughs> seem to know a lot about the city council. Are you running for office or something? Sean, that's it's funny. Pretty, that's pretty impressive. Well, if, you, if you're paying attention the last half hour, you would know. Yeah, it's funny that you <laughs> ask because uh, the answer to that question can be found at ml4detroit.com. That's ml4detroit.com. I love and, it. Uh, I love it when Sean shits on the show that he's on. For, for those of you watching us <laughs> on on not, Facebook Live, it's a um, Letterman trick. Isn't it? I know. If, if you if you'd care to donate, um, I'll very soon be sending out these custom made thank you cards. Oh, he's holding one up to the camera right now. The, the inside, inside has so nothing, but it will have a personal note to you, and on the back it has our cool. Uh, logo and all that stuff ml4detroit.com so, ML4 our, our logo was decided by uh, a graduate of the college of creative studies in downtown Detroit. i'm just yeah but so yeah let's get back to that update in ann arbor what ha- oh yeah uh spoiled rich kids from new york are still getting high i gotta tell you that is naked a, if you think detroit city and council COVID. is wacky the ann arbor city council is really wacky they're too much alike. Oh God! Ann Arbor's. Uh, I mean, there's a little bit. There's some money there, but it's oh, there's it's, a lot of. Money it's there. not a burb. It's a. Um, oh no! It's whole it's community with. Uh, it's rough and tumble. My wife grew up on the east side of Ann Arbor, which is still pretty working class over there. One of nine, two bedroom home, mm-hmm. little bungalow. That neighborhood is more or less the same. Yeah, yeah. This professor downtown next is, door. Downtown is. Yeah. Pretty expensive. Ann Arbor's not Birmingham, though. Yes, it is, but Ann, Ar- Ann Arbor's not Birmingham. Yeah, I, I heard it's not they the had. Ann Arbor a, I grew up in. You know what an Ann Arbor <laughs> drive by is? That's where the door dash doesn't hit your porch just right. So, yeah, east side Ann Arbor. Hilarious. Watch yourself. I mean, that's where it does hit the. Hilarious. Keep your head down. Don't they say in Ann Arbor, snitches get PhDs? Isn't that one of the things they say? Is that what it was? Okay, I just you were swinging and missing a lot. That's well, okay. I tell you, I thought the show uh, may have been a little dry, but now that we're getting to Sean's input, we're uh, you know, it's a it's a news desert here. In uh, well, we're oh, really Darren's still here. Podcast. I know Darren. I know you're still here, Darren. There's Darren. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I, I said, uh, you know, they're not scared. You're from the east side of Ann Arbor. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, no, no. You don't want to romanticize that kind of thing, right? Well, Kay Everett, you just, you just want to acknowledge that uh, <laughs> Kay Everett told uh, Sharon McPhail she was going to come at her from the east side. And- yeah, from the east side. And, and then you had uh, uh, Hanson Clark, who said he wasn't scared, you know, because he was from the east side of Detroit. That's right. That's why he said he didn't need police bodyguards. And of course, right. Kay Everett knows how nasty the east side could get because her son 
died trying to torch a house on the east side. One thing I will say about it, one thing that's changed about Ann Arbor, and I've been there on and off since the 80s, is uh, if you're working, like I used to work at a place called the Fleetwood Diner, it was a shorter to cook. Oh, I love it. That's good. No, it's still there. I love these cooking stories. You could afford to work at a place like that and live there. You can't do that anymore, and that's what's that's what's really changed there. And that's you know too what bad. I blame in uh, Birkenstock inflation. You used to just wear sandals. Now you got to get those fancy ones that are you know made out of coffee filters and stuff. Well, the, speaking joke. of the city council, they limit where you can Sold. build and all that, so that yes. jacks up the price. And yes. there's some issues. But a lot of folks that work in that kind of industry now live in Ypsilanti or, or further out in surrounding communities. Chelsea, Dexter, Celine. Yeah. yeah, those are riveting places. Sio Township. Sio. Oh wow. Yeah. Whew, thank God we're getting into some interesting... Sean, thanks for taking us here. I could go up to some... South Line. How about Whitmore Lake? That's just a stone's throw north. Oh, my God. <laughs> the That's geography of the Ann Arbor metropolitan to, uh, area. Brighton, you know, up toward your kind of people and how? My kind of people and how? What would that be? People going to the outlet mall? Well, no, hunters. No, no, no. There's no hunters in my family. Not that there's anything wrong with are hunting. You, I'd but like to, are you I, saying they tell bad jokes and howl? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, no. I'd like to learn how to hunt quail. Just if, 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 you, if we want to do the gene, here's, here's where my folks came from. Uh, uh, Detroit. Springwells, Logan Street. Been there since like 1920. My great-grandfather built a house on Algonquin on my grandmother's side just before the depression. So we got East side, we got Southwest Detroit. And other than that, they were on the West side of Ireland. That's where grandma came from. So, uh, that's really nice. Sometimes I feel like so Mark, no, no, how it's been Detroit or other countries for us. I feel like I'm part of a, a propaganda machine. You know what I mean? These days, uh, it's just the truth. Yeah. We're just uh, trying know. to keep things factual. I know that you guys in uh, sports media don't really worry about this. <laughs> An hour long ad. Now for that Akil Badu is our rookie of the yeah. year. And now he's what, where is he now? Is he uh no, I'm happy to sit in and watch uh, his excellency. I have a fact for you, you know? Oh yes, please. When it comes to your hair, it's time to get back into your normal routine. So let lady James, why are you looking at me? I don't have any. Well, I just wanted to see if you appreciated that segue. Cause it wasn't the best. It's beautiful. Uh, Lady Jane's going to help you look and feel like a king. Get to Lady Jane's in Grand Blank. That's a new one on Saginaw Road, just south of Hill Road, next to AutoZone. Let one of their talented stylists give you an award-winning haircut, invigorating shampoo, and, of course, the hot lather neck shave, hot towel treatment. It's only 16 bucks. Don't procrastinate. Give your hair looking its best. Get to Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men today. This one is on Saginaw Road, just south of Hill Road, next to AutoZone. Lady Jane's in Grand Blank. It's wicked awesome, and, of course, you can go online and find the one closest to you. Oh, man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek, or we're turning into cool guys? So we talked a little bit about law and order at the top of the show, people being knocked off the ballot for what may be considered nitpicky reasons. I guess it, it sort of depends. Do you want to hold people to the letter of the law? Or are you more concerned about intent? Did they mean to violate question. the law? Or is the law the law? And if you don't know it, you suffer the consequences. Those will be key questions as we try and resolve who will end up standing for election in Detroit and throughout the state, for that matter. The mayor Pontiac was thrown off the ballot. Wait, for wait, some- wait. Is this an intro to something? He's getting it there. was, but I got interrupted. If you read your rundown, you would know where he's going. Yeah, I, yeah, sort of. We, just... we just spent the last ten minutes re- rehashing the east side of Ann Arbor. I thought that was two or three minutes, but by all means, double down in the first half an hour of the show. Go ahead. 
Hey, uh, what's the name of that gang from the East Side? Is it Phi Beta Kappa? Is that the tough gang? <laughs> no, just regular working class folks. You're not I bragging they about it. We're going to key your ass with you know our I mean? Phi Beta Kappa key. Can't you just say they're working class folks over there? And that's a good thing. And, no, they're fine, but this is the soul of Detroit. This isn't the soul of Washtenaw County. Really? Where are we right now? <laughs> we are in uh, uh, West Detroit. Okay. This is for just across eight mile okay. and some. Soul of Detroit. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Don't let me get in the way. This is the soul of Detroit in the same way that you are a contributor to the show. So those are parallel <laughs> constructions. I'll let you work that like out. Like I here. said at the top, I'm not, I don't really need to be here. Boy, we, we did a whole show devoted to Sean, and this is how we get paid back. This is outrageous. At any rate. Mocking uh, my... Uh, my disgusting, not disgusting, my pathetic proclivities. Thank you. What? No. We don't even talk about your proclivities. They are disgusting and they take a whole show, but I just don't know if people should be subjected to that. No, I don't want to subject them to it. But no, get to your <laughs> geek of the week. And- so uh, so um, uh, I have a tracker on Sean's car. I, I will just tell you that since the last time we discussed this, he's been uh, to the right Aid seven times. In no, the last seven not. days, Mr. Milk Dud. No, unfortunately, That's okay. That's unfortunately I have not, but I was there last night. With <laughs> They testify against themselves every time if you can just get them on camera. Anyway, I was going to mention that the mayor of Taylor, the mayor of Pontiac, and some other people are also being kicked off the ballot on technicalities. And whether you believe uh, that's right or not, uh, we're going to see how that plays out. But I will bring to your attention... What I think is a true injustice that happened in Cleveland County, Oklahoma, where the prosecutor brought embezzlement of rented property charges against Karen Scarborough Davis in 2000 for the grand theft of a video cassette of Sabrina, the teenage witch. Karen claims she doesn't remember renting the video, which is valued at 58 point 59 i had to put the decimal point in there in case you thought it was like fifty eight hundred dollars because this is obviously an artifact from a bygone era but she rented this video from the movie place in norman which by the way doesn't exist closed in 2008 yeah davis found out about the charge recently when she got married and tried to change her name on her driver's license they said madam you are wanted and she said i know i just got married they said no 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 no. you're wanted by john law and she said, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. And since she's from Oklahoma, she may have said, Sean, can you say, I thought I was going to have a heart attack? I have family in Oklahoma. How about that? Oh, my Lord. So uh, no she, support. No she support. said it like Sean uh, was going to say it, only in a more masculine way. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this was cleared up when the current prosecutor <laughs> that said was that better anyway. we don't want to pursue this. It's all about the pheromones. Um, they didn't. They let it drop. And anyways, the charge, like, like Sabrina the teenage witch, was dropped, just not as quickly, or in, a t- in this timely manner. So that totally so, derailed your so whole the, geek the of the week. Former prosecutor of Cleveland County, Oklahoma. <laughs> Look how shaking he is. You, sir. Our geek of the week. And now onto something that uh, Sean will really approve of. <laughs> The kids are soft. I don't care for that guy. Me neither. Too no. soft. Shot to the heart, and you're too late, darling. You get jokes. A bad name. <laughs> for those that can't see, uh, Matt is currently air drumming and rocking out in his rig. 
And he looks like he's been to Lady Jane's because that is a very fetching uh, do that he's sporting. His mullet's gone. It's uh, yeah, no, it's a mullet. Yeah, it's oh, it's uh, it's more like uh, it's more like a, a forty sixty, which is is still respectable. Uh, before we get to our geek of the month, why don't we talk a little bit about a guy who not only <laughs> is not geeky, but can save you money and help you retire like a king? Who is that? Well, some people might say, what's like a king? A duke. And what's like a duke? A Luke. A Luke? See how seamless that was. Yeah. Too bad I wasn't. It was enjoyable. It was like, uh, it was like, malt, it was like milk duds on a dashboard. And it kind of flowed. It just uh, melted out there. It was like a plastic bag over my head. Yeah. It's too bad it didn't have a hard candy <laughs> Wait, shell. I thought you'd know that. Has soft history started yet? By the way, Mark, can I ask a quick question? What did I do? I don't know, something you did. Have you noticed the Geek of the Week and the soft history when we have it are, are kind of coming the same segment? Because you keep mocking him? Well, you know, interrupting, maybe. <laughs> because you keep interrupting him? You know, if you cut him, does he not bleed? But I know you were talking about... If you about, ask him to um, tell a joke, does do we not cry? Does your blood coagulate? <laughs> M- ML was alluding to our good buddy Luke Nowacki, were you not? Yes, because with Luke, we have a relationship that is built on trust. Yes, and he is at Pinnacle Wealth, 24866. Go ahead, sorry. No, you're, not. you're not sorry. During the read, Sean, great. I'm just going to have some carrots and open some paper bags. 248 <laughs> He's going to give you rational financial advice, especially with what's going on right now in the world. What is it going to mean now? What's it going to mean six months from now for your 401k, your retirement, um, your 529 for your kids, college savings plan, uh, stocks, bonds. What do you want to do? That's just too much to think about. He'll get you advice. He'll get you a strategy. Luke Nowacki, Pinnacle Well, 248-663-4748. And if you call that number and have a conversation with Luke and meet with Luke and talk about your financial future, there'll be one inescapable conclusion, and that's that he will make it all about you. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc., member FINRASIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Uh, Mark's got to be somewhere. He's uh, We're in a rush today. Let's, I know, yeah. I do. You want to read that again with some enthusiasm? Or? What are you talking about? No, I I didn't even get to sweetheart, and you started to. to well, I didn't know you were going to go on for fifty seconds. Well, I like to, I like to spend some time with you. You're Luke. eating into Matt's time. I haven't seen. I, actually, I'm I'm trying to run out the clock on Matt. But uh, um, <laughs> oh but, man, but thank you. I hope yeah. it had not been so obvious. But no, I haven't seen Luke in a long time. Luke is a Luke, Luke is a harbinger of good things. So uh, it's a good dude. Good dude. Yeah. So now let's go to Very the other good, side yeah. of, uh, of <laughs> the coin. Uh, yeah, <laughs> spending go. time with huh. with with people too often that often. Uh, portend doom uh professor matt jennings is back from sabbatical with uh yes, some of the funniest right. jokes uh in his truck so matt uh without uh <laughs> without further delay uh let's see if we can bring this semester to a close yeah what's happened in history okay in history this week in 1972 the first power plant fueled by garbage began operation in pennsylvania and today it's producing more energy than ever before because now it's powered by modern trash, like Facebook, Twitter, and the Oscars. Hey, I like that one. No, thanks. I can tell by I, your laughter. I let, well, I kind of... Uh, <laughs> Thank I, you. You know what I mean. I, it was good. It was cute. That Sean, was originally supposed to say Facebook, Twitter, and the and the, and the the no-filter sports program, but <laughs> they messed yeah, that up. Oscars gonna, are pretty garbage, too. You know, I don't want to shoot myself in the foot. 
Are you want to quit okay, while you're ahead? I, well, I'm a whole body, but let's go on. In 1979, Lord, while terrible. fishing, President Jimmy Carter was attacked by a crazed rabbit. Years later, he said, that. the only other time I was terrorized by a hair that wild, it was sticking out of the ass of the Ayatollah Khomeini. That 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 wild hair up the Ayatollah's ass was was our support of the Shah of Iran, which of course led to a protracted hostage situation. Oh, I love it when jokes get explained. Uh, so, yes. quick sidebar: yes. uh, a daughter of one of the more prominent hostages, oh boy, once uh, hired me to write a uh, an article for Playboy magazine. It was going to be my only chance to get my picture in Playboy magazine, but at the last minute, her boss decided that. Uh, uh, he didn't want that story, and so they used something else. I love how you just made the whole Iran hostage situation about yourself. I'm trying Fun to fact. fit the Iran hostage situation, Playboy magazine, and my story about Joe Zeta, the Ponzi schemer who ripped off Sergei Fedorov. I wanted to bring it all oh, yeah. in to support Matt's joke, but, okay. uh, but I guess I Well, now you're ringing Zeta in, so that's new, too. I'm sorry. Jimmy Carter was in Playboy. He, he had an interview in Playboy. He had, that, he had I a heart full of going. lust. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Said. Matt and I working together. That. Yes. This is tag team teaching. This is what they do at most of the daycare centers in America. And Sean, not affected one one bit. All right, bring it on home, Matt. Okay. Matt's sweating uh, under the pressure. <laughs> yeah. I think we should we should put a popcorn uh, seat on his chair next week. A what? All right. You know, popcorning when you put an airbag on the seat and then he goes flying through the roof. I think it would have no effect on it. Uh, I, I, uh, Probably not. He's just so, stoic. He's just so stoic. Are those Are those the kind of hijinks you get up to when you're not painting windows at the butchery and other fine establishments there on uh, in Sylvan Lake? Yes, sir. That's all I do. Okay. Okay, and finally, in 1992, Ouch. McDonald's opened in China. Everything about it seemed new and exciting except for the drive through which had already been developed by the McTank at Tiananmen Square. Good one. Uh, everybody likes a good joke about wow. uh, about the suppression of free speech and the smothering of democracy. Um, here, here. Mm. I'm sure. I'm sure everybody's happy to have me back. Look at Sean. Sean is clearly. He's just. It's, uh, it's nice to see you, man. <laughs> you too. Oh my God, your eyes aren't dilated. That's great. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Professor uh, Matt Jennings for rejoining the show. He has a bachelor's degree in giggles, a master's degree in mirth, and he is still working on that PhD in comedy. Mirth. We expect to have him back. Yeah, mirth is sort of like, uh, it's sort of like um, how the queen laughs at a fart, you know, sort of like, <laughs> behind a white yes, glove. It's oh, not really a guffaw, but uh, we're, we're working our way up to guffaws with, with the professor. So it's good, dude. good to have him back. And uh, there's another guy who, uh, who we're always happy to have with us. He's with us every week because his deal never changes. It's always, it's, 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 it's not really funny, but it'll bring a smile to your And face. who's that? That would be David Hall who has been uh, a sponsor not only of this show, 
But of all the shows on the Red Shovel Network, along with Luke Nowacki, um, these these guys at Hall Financial, my man Dave, uh, Dan Morrison, as you can tell, we're very close. Uh, <laughs> Dan Morrison, uh, uh, J- Jimmy, wee Jimmy, little Jimmy. Work for Dave. Uh, James Bentley. And, yeah. uh, and, and a little feller there named William Alhock, uh, these guys, they, they will get you good deals. They get, uh, they get you down into the 2% range. So if you've been paying three or four or more percent, you need to call Hall Financial to see how a refi could say, or a refi, if you're one of the people who likes Altus beer, uh, could save you money every month. Just click on their link on our website to get started or call 248 248- Three zero eight five thousand. That's two four eight three zero eight five thousand. And make sure to tell them that ML sent you. They will save you money immediately on the refi because you save a couple payments, and then those lower rates will save you money every month. Hall Financial, call and start saving now. And ML S one four six seven four three five. So this week, uh, room seven six zero nine. We have kind of a close call. It's a group called The Call, suggested by listener Craig, who says uh, they never got that many hits. But this is one that should have been a hit. It's called Who's the Man?
So that's it. Uh, Craig wrote to us and said, uh, hey, do you guys remember the call? I heard them on first wave today. Totally forgot about these guys. Kind of like the outfield, but I think they were pretty much a one-hit wonder. That sounds like ska. I've never, I've never heard of that band. Yeah, so, so I think you'll remember the call because uh, if you were into MTV in the early days, a staple was The Walls Come Down. That was uh wait is it and the walls come tumbling. No, nope, that's a different that's, one. That's in that this top. is the one where it says uh, you know, uh there were no reds, there were no yanks, just corporate criminals playing with tanks. Ooh, it, it was that's a heavy very, good memory. Yeah, it was a it was a really cool tune, and it was for most of us the only time we heard the call. Now they did have a little more game in the outfield, who are kind of a weird group uh on their own. I tend to think that the calls sound like they're a UK band, maybe even a wee bit Scottish. Hmm. But the the outfield, who basically kind of made themselves out to be baseball freaks. In fact, when they were first formed, they started out as the baseball boys. They were British. Nothing to do with America. The call, the lead singers from Oklahoma, and they formed in Santa Cruz, California. So very much an American band. But they did have more hits than um the walls come down in fact they had a number one hit single called let the day begin i was just reading about it and you know why it was number one right because of al gore yep so uh yeah he used it as his campaign theme uh what it should have been was let the count re-begin and he might have been president but that's the way it worked out for for old al gore um that makes me wonder did he actually like this band or did somebody Say, oh, use this song. Well, if you listen to Let the Day Begin. He's not the hippest guy, especially yeah. when it comes to music. Well, and of course, you know, Tipper's probably That's what like, I mean. don't yeah. get anything too edgy, Albert. Is it clean. But um, but Let the Day Begin is not this this inspiring, um, energetic anthem. I mean, it's a nice song, it has a positive message, but I mean, I guess that's one of the reasons why Al Gore probably didn't win is because he was kind of a not very exciting dude. I mean, we oh, all remember 100%. how he tried to make fun of himself by doing his Macarena where he didn't oh. move his arms. And it was funny the first 17 times and after the yeah. while, it's like, find another way to be self-deprecating Al. Anyways, Al's done. The call had, uh, the walls came down, hit number 17. So that's a pretty good song uh, and a pretty good chart number. But the one that you might remember but you wouldn't know it was by them, was I Still Believe, which was covered by Tim Capello in The Lost Boys. Now, if you remember The Lost Boys, which was a great 80s movie, mm-hmm. Kiefer Sutherland's a vampire, um, uh, Jason Patrick is trying to save his family. The great Diane Weiss. The great wow. Diane Weiss, uh, who was almost uh, turned into a vampire by a guy who grew up in Gross Point. Great character actor, that guy. Uh, what's Edward his name? Edward Herman, I believe. There you go. Is. He played FDR many times. Great actor. Uh, Robert uh, Redford Hain, knocked him way. out in the uh, in the Great Waldo Pepper because he couldn't rescue him from biplane. The crash. two Corys were in that, right? Or they was were. It just, yeah. Uh, sidebar, my buddy Spiff rented uh, an apartment that at one time was rented by one of the Corys. Oh, nice. So anyway. nice. This will be a good time, by the way, to relay a message from upstairs. I just came down. Oh, okay. What's up? Drew wanted to know if we were done. <laughs> that sounds like well, he probably wonders why you keep going up there so sounds like i did i said i'm sorry i have the bladder of a sounds like a your honeymoon all over again um anyways um and the pipes of one too did you know different the- different inflection but anyways 
I still believe was played by the very muscled guy with the ponytail uh, playing a saxophone at the vampire party um, in the Lost Boys. So if you remember it from the Lost Boys, I encourage you to listen to the call version because it's outstanding. Tim Capello is the guy that Tim performed Capello. it, and he yeah. was uh, the saxophonist for Tina Turner. Oh, okay. okay. And the lead and, singer. And it looks like a bodybuilder as well. I mean, this is fast. I always find out, like, I've never heard of this band and just reading on him real quick. Michael Bean is the main guy. That's right. B-E-N. Singer. Yeah. And he passed away in 2010 of a heart attack while at a rock festival where he was the sound guy for his son's band. And his son's band is oh. um, Black Rebel Motor. Wait, what was it? Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, who had a few hits. So. Did they? See, yeah, I, but he died working for his son while on tour, which is just kind of horrifying. Well, if you're a rocker, what better way to story. die than with your working. son on a yeah. rock tour? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's true. I mean, you always have the silver lining. Yeah, but I mean, it's. And I'd just, rather not die, but. If you can go out on your own terms. But he was only 60, um, an underrated group. But I would say that I, I, other than the fact that they were on MTV in the early days, they didn't feel like a classic new wave band to me but that's why i picked out who's that man because it has that ska raga oh, feel ska. Mm -hmm. that really has sort of that that uh that sort of madness new wave feel to it so that's the call a great suggestion by one of our listeners craig we appreciate your suggestions for room 7609 where we find the hidden gems that were done by the new wave bands you love so much or we find a band that you really didn't know that much about, but after you heard about them, you say to yourself, guys, I missed that one, but thank you so much for, for bringing me into the, into the. Do they whisper it like that? Eh, probably. Cause they're a little ashamed. They weren't as cool to know them when they were out there. You know, like I, I knew, I knew the walls came down. I was that cool, but. Well, what's, oh, wow. the, what's the um, next segment? Um, it's, uh, you, it's, hate, you hate this show. Sean's going to review this show and give it one star. <laughs> but the thing uh, is but i love both of you actually so it's, that's so the I'm, problem so i'm conflicted if you do hit the show like sean and you do do a review give it five stars and then just rip it to shreds i, in the I wouldn't be able to do it i wouldn't we'll be able it. to be uh that's objective. the conundrum of sean is he'll he'll say he's like uh you know the show would be uh immeasurably better if they could just get rid of that one lunker that sean windsor who always <laughs> brings him down <laughs> and then he'd publish it and then he'd come in the next week he's like boys i think i'm in trouble the critics are out to get me I'm like you wrote it Say, I know, I shouldn't have done that. And then he'll sort of just kind of pass out in a little uh, uh, sorbet and, and milk dud. Uh, sorbet. Uh, I love the show that's right there on, on that side of the studio. Uh, we're, we're now off camera, so this is the audio download. I love the Mark and Mike part of the show. Not so much the, the, the small the Matt beat. part? No, Matt's great, oh, too. Oh, Matt's great, okay. Not, not so much me. That's, no. Really? What about Darren? Yeah, Darren, no, Darren, all of our guests... The fact that Drew's so the like overlord up, upstairs, the little f show dog or whatever that dog is up there. That's uh, I'm concerned about your self uh, self worth. I'm worried about you. Yeah, you know, I mean the mailman who comes up and down. You know, I partner some mailman today yeah. when I came in. He's a better part of the show. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, than me. So yeah. if, intervention. If we were an indigenous people, you would be on an ice flow, or you no, know, you'd go out to to go get the polar bear and see if. You could just end it. Yeah, I've been watching too much <laughs> Swedish TV. I think maybe <laughs> said no one ever. Oh yeah, we could. It's called the Scandi Noir, right? You know, it's all bleak and. Well, you can say the first it's part of the sentence, but you can't say you know at the <laughs> end of it bleak. because nobody knows what the hell you're talking about. Or well, the said, bridge. You just right? said it's bleak. It's uplifting. 
it's the bridge, which Miller's uh, sense of snow about a murder that takes place on the bridge that connects Momo and Copenhagen and uh, you know the cops and whatever. Oh, it's great. it's really uplifting. <laughs> um, Go ahead, uh, Matt Jennings. Are you still there, Matt? Can you lighten the mood a little bit? No, he's not. gone. Okay. Yeah. No, what's right. the next segment? I'm really excited to hear. It's about what's going on with Sean. Yeah, well, I've just kind of lost my will to live. So I, <laughs> no, I, I thought it was bleak. about the donors, and this is where Mark gets to yeah, step if in. If you lost your will to leave, that'll live. That'll probably lift Sean up a little bit. Yeah. Well, um, because it's bleak. Okay. Um, uh, unbridgeable chasm aside, unlike the bridge between Malmo and uh, Stockholm <laughs> Copenhagen, yeah. or Copenhagen. 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 See, I was listening. It's not Copenhagen. You don't say it that? could be. Cop- they say shop. I can't even pronounce it. Is that they how they pronounce it on the west no, side they, of Ann Arbor? They say shop. Copenhagen. <laughs> Did you get all the umlauts in there? They don't do the G that way, but oh. what's that? Yeah, duh. Come on, man. Yeah, sorry about that. Boy, okay. Uh, anyways, be more xenophobic. Um, Robert, you may want your $10 back, but you can't have it. Uh, but we do appreciate your note that said, keep up the stories about public service that only you can tell and the music. Thanks. Yeah, I'll second that. And, and just perfectly time uh, to crash Sean's pity party. <laughs> Kristen makes her regular contribution. Kristen is the bedrock of this show. But this time, I think for the first time, she's included a personal message. She says, I enjoyed the House of Windsor episode. It really was the best one yet. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. So, Sean. That's funny. Just for Kristen's sake, don't go anywhere. We need the dough. Thank you, Kristen. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to keep you around for, another, for another month. Uh, Mark, how do people how people show their affection for Sean or other uh, other issues of the day? Uh, maybe drop off some antidepressants to the house. I'll make sure Sean gets them. Or you can go on mlsoladetroit.com, click on the donate button. And, uh, and and donate away. And if you leave a message, as you can tell, we'll be happy to share that. You can also buy our merchandise, which is super groovy. Go to the DrewAndMikeStore.com. You will find bargains. We still have some hockey jerseys left. Our long sleeve T-shirts are restocked. Our hoodies are restocked. Everything you wanted that you couldn't find is back, even though Teebs bought like 33 sweatshirts. So if you're somewhere around Romeo and you run into like a really good-looking bunch of people, you know that they are fans of the soul of Detroit. So we certainly appreciate that. It supports the show and you look pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we appreciate if you would subscribe to the show, share it, rate it. And of course, love it. Next week is our hundredth episode. Wow. So we have a special show planned. Uh, I'm confident that those plans will fall through and we'll just do the regular crap, but tune in next week because it could be, Something to remember. I don't um, even know what it is. Is this going to be us? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it's just me, Sean's maybe me ecstasy, and Mark. Ecstasy. I don't know. Maybe. We're going to give you ecstasy for the whole show to see what happens. What? <laughs> well, no, that's got an upper in it. LSD is fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, spoken like I a guy a who used to hang out with the flaming flamingos. <laughs> well, the, if, the, you, if you want to no, go with the whole the, Ann Arbor hippie thing, then mushrooms, right? The yeah. rabid flamingos. Who are your flamingos? What? The dancing oh, hyenas, the pink flamingos. The pink flam- No, who was it that that? Mark I only Krim have eyes for you, about which is true. I do. Yeah, no, no. Sean was impressed that Mort Krim knew one of the bands that Sean used to roadie for. Oh, I was never was, a roadie for. He was him. a short they order were, cook they were and arrogant, eating milk duds. Arrogant pricks. Um, oh. <laughs> okay. Well, there goes that plug. Anyway, <laughs> no, no. Um, the laugh. No, they weren't. They were. More? They were really talented in uh, uh, the laughing hyenas. The laughing hyenas. Okay. Who now may have just a small tear rolling down their furry cheek. Oh, they were, they were, they were good. Uh, 
Michelle writes, uh, referring to my my long story well told about my uh, experience with the uh, the prosecutor who was leading the investigation into the Manugian Mansion rumor and other uh, alleged misdeeds of Kwame Kilpatrick. Great story today about the childhood experience with the cop, his sons, Kwame Party, writing his obituary and thank you note from the dad. It was a good story. So uh, you got to get deep into last week's episode for that, but check it out. It's a, it's a dilly. And not like that stupid Budweiser commercial. Uh, Kelly decrees with no context. Hey, ML, Sean's a butt. Here's a great song. <laughs> but Bronsky beat small town boy. Thanks. So we may have an early uh, choice for uh, I feel like, I feel for like next eight, week's seven six or nine and geek of the week. I, I feel like even, an eight year old wrote that. You're a butt. I didn't even get ass. <laughs> I know you're just a butt. jerk. Hey, maybe next week you'll uh, elevate to ass. I'm sorry, Kelly. I probably am, but uh, I, but I'm with you on the song. <laughs> I that, probably am. That's a fabulous song, but we would never play that here because people actually enjoyed it. What are you talking about? Bronski beat is Jimmy Somerville, who we played with the communards. We have played. No, but we wouldn't uh, play Small Town Boy. Yes, we would. We would? It was kind of Too a many hit, people enjoyed that. No, I Why don't. would we play that? So I'll, I'll, I'll just let you in on a raging debate that I have every week. Should I play Big in Japan by Alphaville, or yeah, do pe- too many not? people know it? I does, don't know does it. Does it not qualify? I don't know it. Okay, we're gonna. No, do you want to keep it as a it's a fun little trivia, you know, segment, and that's great. Or do you want to, you know, you didn't like who's that man? I did, but that's I just more than or do you want to have that's people? I'd rather you play Triumph and sing. It's music and a story. You know, fight the good fight. Sort of like a dinner and a movie. I fight the good fight every day. Every day. That's right. That's right. Now I'm trying to Still think. Still my of some, favorite moment. I'm trying to think of some uh, Triumph <laughs> lyrics I can do in falsetto, but I'm drawing a blank. I think it's I think it's COVID. Um, or do some April wine. Oh, you did it. You better, you better, you bet. Oh, no, no April wine. Uh, Kevin tweets. I was, see, here's this, here's this creepy Sean Windsor subculture bleeding through again. Man of the people. Right after Kelly, who actually may have been commenting for the Charlotte and dad podcast uh, with her, Sean's a butt, uh, kicks in and says, I was blown away to hear a malt duck reference, which Sean made in our last show. I found it in a store a few years again and became obsessed. Reminds me of Zima with grape juice, my favorite 90s beverage. Ha ha! This is from my Instagram, National Front Disco, hashtag, hashtag Malt Duck, hashtag ML Detroiting for office. Any constituent needs or issues frequently coming up on the campaign trail that have surprised you or might surprise listeners? I wonder if residents complain about litter and trash. All that is my top complaint about the city. Best of luck. So we go from Malt That was all about, that was the same... This is the person. kind of disjointed thinking that that Sean fans uh, we, we, we're no, to Kelly, expect. Kelly was much more on point. I'm a butt, and I'm sorry, Kelly. I, I'll try not to be so much of a butt. But you got nothing for Kevin, who's showing you love. No, thank you, Kevin. Um, I haven't had a malt duck in a long time, but uh, uh, I'm glad you're still. Or you know, maybe you enjoyed yours what 20 years ago, and my I enjoyed mine. 35 years ago. He found it in a store a few years ago. Kevin, if you would follow up with us and let us know where we can get some malt duck, I would like to do a tasting party here, if only so that uh, it, it numbs the pain of having to uh, be a part of this for, for 60 to 90 minutes a week. Um, or 120 when you're here. No, It was 119 until you said that. Um, uh, no voicemails, Mark? There's not a voicemail, but a text did come oh. through on there, and it said, uh, thank God ML is incorrect. Which I could just stop there. 
it but it would eat, it would eat him alive to covers not know, a lot not know the rest of it ml is incorrect in saying that our state's number one tourist attraction is the detroit zoo is this a cliffhanger? He said that made. Well, I just wanted to see if you respond. That made Michigan sound so pathetic. I had to verify. By draw, the zoo doesn't even make the top ten. The attractions above it aren't that much better, but at least the zoo isn't near number one. What's number one? The Uniroyal? I I don't know. Is that that's is that really a tourist attraction? No, the Uniroyal Tire? It is one of the coolest things in Michigan, though. Can you see this monitor over here, Mark? Can you? I can see that one. Yeah, he has a different one. So the light here, and I don't know. We're off Facebook right now, so yes. our listeners uh-huh. can't see. Yeah. This so this is this is. But very... the light coming down on my dome, it I makes know. it look like I'm about to be pulled up into a fucking UFO. You know, it's funny. I forgot to change that. Just like no, the it's one fine. thing I forgot I, to do. I, I'm a. I noticed it very early on. No. I was mad at myself. No, I don't know. I don't deserve. I try light. to make you look the best I can. Both but zooms. There's and I no. To. That's not going to happen. The way I look. Look at me. <laughs> knock it off. I, uh, I said the best you can. Look, my chin's touching my belly button. I mean, come on. There's <laughs> Me not much too. you can. There's not much you can do to fix that. I know it all too well. I um, are you googling the top tourist attractions? Oh, he's no, texting. no, no. I, I was, I was just trying to mark how deep it was in the show before Sean dropped an f bomb. I thought we might miss it. <laughs> uh, looks like we got there That's just beautiful. in time. Um, as he says, uh, oh, dude, like your little like sensitive the ears singer all for uh, for uh, Triumph may have said. Um, I gotta say, but regarding this guy's text, I'm kind of surprised the zoo isn't in the top ten. What is more of a tourist attraction? The zoo claims to be. I don't know the, the dunes. number one tourist attraction in the state of Michigan. Yeah, I guess that. I guess I'm not thinking outside of this metropolitan yeah, area. There's some yeah, Traverse City in general. The dunes up there. Yeah, the um, the lower. West Side, uh, like Saga no, Talk. And- the advantage the zoo has is they have a turnstile. They know exactly how many people go into the zoo. Sure. What about Zenders? Everybody comes for a chicken dinner. Ugh. Yeah, but they're not clicking you in and saying chicken, 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 chicken. Yeah, they are. They know how many sales they make. Yeah, sure they do. They might, but th- some people go in there. Big man's a hungry man, has a bunch of chickens. Does he count for three visitors? Or is that about, just one? What about Belle Isle? No, probably not. Well, they, they should be able to count you when you come in, but nobody's in those. I booths. mean, do they count? Like Comerica Park and LCA, do those count as tourist attractions? Well, I guarantee you more people go to the zoo than Comerica Park. But yeah, when Tiger Stadium had a 54,000 capacity in 1984, 80 games at 50,000, that's 4 million or so, right? Well, I'm just saying, I think think people, baseball people used to want to come see Tiger Stadium. Yes. I don't know that they want to come see Comerica Park. You know, maybe they want to come see Detroit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I see we're off. By the way, it's, it's. You if you guys have been over there, we, where we never talk about where Tiger Stadium used to be. Yes, it's kind of nice. Uh, they have an artificial turf field. Oh, whatever. It's uh, we I, went to a we went to a DCFC game there. ML and I did. That's right. It's beautiful. Yeah, love it. I love pal, the setup pal Detroit now. had it. Yeah, it, better than that dump that was there. I'm glad they tore it down. Oh, heresy, heresy. But but it is <laughs> it is it is. A, I just wish they had grass. That's my only beef. But it's I not a good Dan Shine, former free presser, he got really mad at me because I wrote a piece saying, "What's the big deal? It's not a good stadium." I'm sorry, it wasn't. Tiger Stadium? No, they they were talking about for the for the youth fields that are there from the police athletic league, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They put artificial. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. They, instead of grass, and there so? were there were a, fu- a bunch of tiger fo- tiger fans that wanted grass there as sort of an homage Why? to the. I don't know the same reason you keep your grandmother on the mound. Grass. I don't get it. Right. Baseball should be played on grass. It should, but According it's not like you. 70s carpet that was in the Astrodome. It's right. uh, Or in... Uh, a, they tore your knees up. Just before they tore down Three Rivers Stadium in Pittsburgh, the outfield actually had 
bulges where yeah. the carpet was bunching up. Yeah. I mean, I kept thinking 100-year-old Ricky Henderson's going to kill himself yeah. running down yeah. a fly ball. The Red Stadium had that. I mean, yeah, that was not. The the, the Expos up in Montreal, yeah. Well, oh. yeah. Teresa was excited. She got on the scoreboard at, at the uh, Exposition Stadium in Montreal. I said, there's so few people here. Everyone's going to get on the scoreboard. It's That's not funny. That and Don't uh, take my- her uh, source of pride away by diminishing it. My wife is just the opposite. She was on the board with my boys 10, 15 years ago in Toronto. They came up, we took the train up, and and she was horrified that she was on the board. Yeah, I would not want to be on the board. She didn't want to be on the board at all. I don't blame her. What was the show where the guy was on the board? Stu- oh, George Costanza, when he got on oh. this, the scoreboard, he's stuffing his face, and yeah. he was making fun of him afterwards. At Wimbledon, wasn't it? Or no, it was at the U.S. Open. Yes, he, I think it was at the U.S. Ice cream. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> When Kramer was a ball boy, God, we're dating ourselves. Aren't oh, we? that's that show holds up. Shows in the nineties. Show holds up. Well, now we're going to get a download. Still from new Mazzari. for ML. So yeah, that's, uh, that's true. Compared, no, I've been to watching his... the Crown. I'm I'm up to what? season. I'm up to season four. That's because the Crown is about something that's old. Oh, I don't know who loves old stuff more, you or Tom Mazzoli. I, I will tell you, the Crown. Every time I watch the Crown, every show has the same theme. It sucks to be in the English royal family. I guarantee you, there's some coal miners in Wales who would trade places with them in a heartbeat. Sure. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's all tea and crumpets. And <laughs> and. Yes, there's probably pressure. a few people on the east side of Ann Arbor who would trade places with them in a heartbeat, just to just to escape the abject poverty and hopelessness that so, they confront on a so daily I'm, basis. So I'm saying to you that Ann Arbor is an yeah. actual whole town with different <laughs> kinds of neighborhoods, including Absolutely. including uh, housing projects. Actually, right around the corner from where I live. Yeah, but um, that's where the grad assistants live. But they just redid them. They're they're really nice. But yes, thanks for undercutting yourself <laughs> no, there. No, but I'm just saying Ann Arbor. But by no means is it. <laughs> but it is not. I just don't know what we're doing. It's here. not Troy. You know what I mean? It's not a homogenous. Not there's anything wrong with Troy. There's nothing wrong with Troy. I think it was a Troy fine. Troy is just fine. All, all I'm saying is, Ann Arbor's like Warren in the sense that it's a. It goes it's to people in Warren community. Wandering away. It's a, a town with a center. It's not just the university. This is this is no, but it has become way it, it, yeah way too expensive for for those of you in Warren who are folks. offended by Sean's comments. It's not really Sean; it's somebody using uh, Adobe Salma Flare. Uh, <laughs> I'm not complaining about Warren. I'm saying Warren's got some some teeth to it. You know, it's the dental capital of the world, as a matter of fact. Right, the number one uh, the number one um, carnivorous attraction in Michigan. Great Chinese food in Warren. Well, as their mayor would say, fuck that shit. There you go. See, that was the actual Sean. He's cursing and everything. Uh, and he's got a bad connection. So, um, oh boy. Um, so anyways. Uh, I can't even understand that. So it's when Fout said, fuck that shit. Oh, oh, oh. See, see, he just used the F word too. This is, this is, a, this is a, you know, I think. I mean, Kelly started this off by saying, I'm a butt. butt. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. Kelly. Sorry, well, Kelly. this is what you get when you go over uh, an hour. Yeah. All hell breaks loose. I wheels know. come off. But, I know. But is a, is a interesting gateway late, insult, but... I see. Uh, anyways, campaign update. Go to ml4detroit.com, and you'll get all the updates. And you can even, if you want to donate, I'll be happy to send you a personal thank you card on our exclusive new uh, Groovy thank you cards. It's a really cool. Um, and uh, we, uh, well, we just talked about the crown. Um, I, I like the first two episodes, the first two seasons better than the latter. Seasons. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, probably because you knew less about that those that time, right? No, just because I I thought it was uh, it was interesting how um, how uh, they um, 
they humanized uh, Queen Elizabeth sure. and made me think of her in a way that I do not think about her now, which I thought. Yeah, was, no, that, that, I totally understand what you mean. So. The trans, I think the transition from, you know, Claire Foy to Olivia Coleman. No, no, I just mean becoming the becoming the queen and that transition is really kind of interesting. I think Olivia Coleman's kind of amazing, phenomenal. In a show called Broadchurch, which is a, a depressing and another crime. Swedish. Oh, so it must be uplifting. British uh, crime. David Tennant. <laughs> Great Scottish actor. Anyway, go Doctor ahead. Doctor Who. They tried, yeah, to, there you they tried go. to do an there American version. Do you purposely watch the most obscure shows you can find? These aren't really that obscure. Yeah. No, they tried to All do an American version. Are. I don't think they. I don't think it, it caught on. No, know. it's like when they tried to do the American version of The Bridge about uh, Mexico and you know the. Mexican oh, American. I watched that. It was terrible. It is, but yeah. The Bridge, the okay. original in, Swe- in Sweden and Denmark, is fabulous. Okay. It's between Malmo and Brown. 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 I think it's called. Wait, you said but okay, whatever. What's that? I thought it was between Malmo and Copenhagen. It is, it is. But Braun is the <laughs> Swedish or Danish for bridge. I don't know. I'm not that smart. I thought you were watching the that. show. Oh, I watched it a year ago. You should know some Swedish by now. Talk. Thank you. Uh, talk. Yeah. Um, How about there? That's all I know. Thank you. And yeah, good night. That's, that's enough talk out of you. Um, I, if, if you're listening to this show before Saturday night, please visit stclareschool.net, S-T-C-L-A-R-E-S-C-H-O-O-L.net. We have our online auction, which is the number one fundraiser of the year for St. Clair Montefalco Catholic School, which is a parochial school just across the line from Detroit and Gross Point Park, where a lot of Detroit kids go to get a great education and to get uh, their lives on track for tremendous success. Nice. One of the items you can bid on, and it may not be until Saturday night when I'll be emceeing the hey. live auction, is Drew Lane and Matt Riley's Champions Club tickets at Comerica Park. Very cool. And Matt has also donated some premium seats to U of M versus Western Michigan University. So if you want Wait, to Wait, are those, those are those um up in the club? The Jack uh Roth Stadium Jack Club? Roth those seats are club. right behind me. So you can sit right behind me. So you'll Is see Mark Fellhauer. You can throw milk duds at the back of his head when the Broncos pull an upset. You'll see okay. me in a different light. I don't know if you That's want right. to. Is that where we watched the uh the soccer game? Barca uh, it was it was up there, but not in those seats. But yeah, is that where we can find Cyrus? It's a pretty nice space. Oh dear, um, before- he's talking about a charity. Yeah. No, 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 no. But I thought it veered off into your football. Actually, it- uh, which I would actually love to see you cheer. Next up great. is is what is Sean up to? This is a nothing. Sh- a shameless opportunity <laughs> to plug your work at freep.com. Nothing. Uh, the draft, the NFL draft. The NFL. Draft. Do you like writing about the draft? It's fine. Ugh. People like uh, hate people like up. thinking about the future. I hope I hate the lead up to the draft. People hope. I did like your column on um, the Florida tight end wide receiver Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, very good column. Oh, thank you. What's up next? <laughs> um, the draft. Oh, just in general. Okay. Yeah, no, but it open ended. Several columns about the draft. Um, yeah. Who are they going to pick? Are they going to trade down? Is it going to change the lines? Doesn't forever? matter. Doesn't matter because it's going to happen, and then whatever they pick, we have. Yeah, there we go. Oh, I like that. I, that's why I hate mock drafts. NFL existentialism. I hate all of it. Doesn't matter. Fatalistic. I mean, we'll watch the draft and what happens happens. Yeah. Are you upset that you've gone through the Marvel canon? Is that what's going on? What? What do you mean? That I'm done watching all the yeah, movies? Yeah, so you. Yeah, but now I have. Because you uh, seem amped up today. Am I? No. Maybe it was, that's so, maybe just, it was just maybe, the, your, maybe your presence does that. Yeah, show. I know. I'm sorry. 
Oh, forgive me. Pretend you had I'm a not Red here. Bull and Pop Rocks just before you got here. I'm Pretend. not entirely done. I do have Falcon Winter Soldier Pretend left. Pretend I'm not here. And then I got to go back and do all the Luke Cages. And um, What'd you like? Did you like Ragnarok? Loved Ragnarok. I still, I still think the two best are the Guardians of the Galaxy. Those are fun. And I loved Infinity War, and I loathed Endgame. You didn't like Endgame? You didn't no, like- and here's how I'll bring it back to the show, because it made me think of MLL, Rick, oh, while, while, watch- <laughs> while watching that movie. And both of you guys, there's what's the saying when you have a story and you don't know what to do, and then the hand of God comes down? Isn't there a phrase for that? Deus ex machina. Deus ex machina. Because that's what I felt like Endgame was, where it's like, uh, let's just get into time traveling, and then Captain Marvel in the end comes and saves the day. Spoiler alert. Do they ever get to the bottom of the barrel with those uh, comics where you have something like uh, uh, Shemp, the incredibly efficient bus boy? Or Well, that would be Hawkeye in my mind. I mean, what the guy's totally pointless. Is that... Um, I think. Is that the guy... Um, yes. I Jeremy can. Renner? Yes, it is. Guardian, yeah, great in Hurt Locker. Guardian, and uh, the Bourne. He Terrible did, he, in Bourne. I loved him in Bourne, actually. I, I actually didn't see it. I just like... Matt Guardians Damon. one or two. A lot of people confuse me with Matt Damon because we've both been to Boston. <laughs> I think the first. I like, think it's more. Like it's apples. more the more the six packs that you we, both we, carry. We like apples. I like the first one better. But those are those two are by far I think the best. Then Ragnarok, then probably Infinity War. Bloop. Is Ragnarok? Did you the cry one with in the, the second one? With the Muppets? No, it's Fraggle Rock. Oh, okay. When Michael, uh, you Ragnarok's know. a butt. It's, you know what's interesting though, ML? It, Did you he, cry? He doesn't seem no. He doesn't seem so interested in Cyrus anymore. Well, I just want to know what Sean's up to. No, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for Cyrus. Okay. I'm not up to anything. Okay, well. Just and, the draft. Yeah, just the draft. Follow at freep.com. Yeah. Be, be, Maybe we a go, column on Mass. We need to write about Mass. Again. The new LSU coach took to the podium yesterday. Did you guys see this? Uh, the bat female basketball uh, Kim coach. Kim Mulkey. She yeah, was the I'm, coach at Baylor. Right. Won three national championships. Really successful. Takes the podium at Baton Rouge yesterday and rips her mask off. Yeah, she's not a... She doesn't really believe in COVID. Oh, my God. Well, that's an improvement from the coaches uh, who have been trying to rip the clothes off of co-eds. True. And then covered up by the AD. And and now, I guess, isn't one of their football players in a lot of trouble for abusing women? Yes, he is. Not allowed back on campus. I can't think of his name right now. Geis. What do you got to do nice. to be thrown off a team in the SEC? Anything exactly. short of like uh, murder. Uh, yeah. Uh, unbelievable. There you go. Well, before we go, um, we just want to thank you. If you listen to the audio download, we, we love it when you watch us live on Facebook or when you watch the replay on my Facebook page, ML Elric. Uh, and you can keep up to date with the show at Twitter at Elric. Uh, I certainly would appreciate if you'd follow me on social media. The campaign is ML number four. Detroit on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'd appreciate you uh, signing up for those. But most of all, we like to take this opportunity because we have a vast and influential audience to try and help out a couple of the smaller shows on the Shovel uh, Network, the Red <laughs> Shovel Network, a couple of the the rump shows, people call them. Um, just a you know, sort of a, a fledgling little affair that just I know they're going to get off the ground soon. The Charlie Lee Duff's No BS News Hour. And uh, a show that that uh, I'm less I'm less confident in their long term success. So if we could just all you know wrap our arms around them and give them a download, just this this little endeavor called the Drew and Mike podcast. I think if we could if we could lift that. Are you up, trying to drag this out? 
That would be great. So just uh, if our mighty following could somehow find some time to uh, bring them into their heart, we'd appreciate that. Fuck that shit. Oh, geez. And uh, I guess we've waited just one second too long to ask Cyrus to take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Come along with us. Come along to Watson Come along with us. Roll call. ML. Mark. Sean. Come along with us. Come with us to Awesome Town. Give us all your trust. And we will let you down. My name's Mark, the brains of the group. If you have a problem, I can solve it for you. ML. Here, and I love a good sandwich. So if you have a sandwich, come roll with me. <laughs> My name is Sean. I'm on the the sensitive one, breaking my f***ing face with the butt of my gun. Rip off your arms and break your legs with them. Spread your dicks and stick my f***ing in them. Come along with us. Come with us to Watson's